This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, my fellow freaks. Um, Welcome to another podcast episode of A Slot With Morals. I'm your host, Ruby May. You can now follow my Twitter my Instagram, and my Facebook page at A Slut With Morals. I also have created some merch, um, and that you can go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash A Slut With Morals, and there you'll find a variety of unisex shirts, um, tanks, face masks, fanny packs, whatever you want, it's on there. So, I wanted to start this morning kind of a little bit different. I woke up and my kids were in my bed and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Let me pop this Adderall and do everything I have to do. School's almost starting. I'm in the midst of moving. So I've been packing and life has just been hectic. Not to mention my school, once again, they're being fucking stupid. And I'm like, I'm trying to get into these classes before school starts, you know, for myself and for my kid. And it's just, it's just been a huge fucking mess. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, this is going to be the last episode of the very first season of A Slut With Morals. Um, and next season, I do want to change it up a little bit. Um, I want to, I want to add a few co-hosts here and there, uh, from the male species, also from the female species. Like, I've been wanting to, to be able to talk to some females about stuff that's going on in their relationships. Um, that they, they come to me for advice for and or they tell me their stories and it's it's been um, today actually is going to be uh, one of those stories that that, they, that someone came to me with and um, so I just want to move forward and I just want to talk a little bit about that but today this is the last episode um, I'm, I just honestly I need about two weeks to myself to be able to get a hold of everything and just um, just get my life together a little bit um, but but in the meantime, I will be re- researching a couple of conspiracy theories, believe it or not, um, that, that I want to talk about on the next episode. Um, so believe it or not, for the first time, I am doing a completely coherent, sober podcast episode. Um, not saying that my next one won't be. So, <laughs> but it definitely won't be. Um, so... Today, I want to talk about cheating and how it can, of course, it will hurt your relationship, but but in different ways that it could probably make your relationship. So, you know, my coworker and I somehow, I don't even remember how we got started on this, but um, we started talking about tattoos and how her stomach is a sensitive area for her, but she wants that tattooed as well. And we started talking about tummy tucks and how, you know, like, I want one. Um, and, you know, like, I want my double chin, like, crypto uh, frozen or whatever it's called. And um, so, you know, we, we first started goofing off about that. And then so somehow she had mentioned that her stomach was a sensitive area because, you know, she had lost all of this weight. 
and um <clears throat> and there was only one person before in her life that she had allowed <clears throat> sorry that she had allowed to touch and massage her belly you know and um and how weirdly enough it wasn't her husband it was her former lover that she had an affair with in her marriage um and so she kind of just went on about how you know that her and her affair her husband found out you know and at the time unfortunately he was an alcoholic he was doing drugs so he wasn't really like around to even notice that she was gone which is kind of like what led into that um into her seeking someone else and you know she she started telling me about how when she was chunkier she was more flirtatious and because people didn't really take her seriously you know like who's gonna take the chunky girl seriously when they're you know like flirting and stuff and and it's true like a lot of the times when I flirt with a man uh face to face he laughs and then he kind of just like shrugs you know what I mean like like oh that's cute but um no thanks you know and so she became friends with this man and ultimately you know like it ended up leading into something more and um she she told me she was like i love my husband to death i had no intention of this happening i had no intention of cheating i had no intention of you know it going deeper and he knew that her lover knew that um i'm gonna call him max just because i don't i don't fucking know his name so she and max you know started as friends and then it became something more and then when her husband I'm gonna call him Jay uh, found out you know it 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 broke him um, but it also made him realize like whoa you know like like it's true like I'm never home I'm always drunk you know my wife needs affection and and that's how she she had felt overlooked and she felt like she didn't matter in her in her marriage and so here comes this guy that's making her feel all these pretty things you know and um and once again led into another so but she said that when her husband found out it made him quickly open his eyes yes i just snapped quickly open his eyes realized the mistakes he was making and she said that you know kind of after the affair for months they slept on this twin bed together because he was so afraid of losing her and she was so afraid of losing him due to the affair that they just stayed together and they slept together in this small bed because, you know, they just, they didn't want to be anywhere without each other. Like, he would go to the bathroom or she would be taking a shower and he was there. She would, you know what I mean? Like, she would be in the kitchen. He was there. She had to go somewhere. He was there. And at a weird point, that kind of may sound like an insecurity or like, oh, well, he should have just left or whatever. But, but, you know, and I've, and I've been in this situation too, when the love you have for each other is so fucking strong that losing each other, it's like that Trey Song song, um, heart attack, uh, let me, let me look it up, and, cause I just, I want to read the lyrics to you, um, because those, those lyrics are so in depth because that's how, I felt honestly in my marriage, you know, like sometimes you just, um, you love someone so much. Um, so these lyrics say in too deep, can't think about giving it up, but I never knew love would feel like a heart attack. It's killing me. Swear. I never cried so much because I never knew love would hurt this fucking bad. 
it's the worst pain that I've ever had. Um, you know, and then Trey Songs ends up singing about, you know, how they are so close, but they've grown apart, but they just don't know how to let go of each other. And sometimes I feel like, like, like I have been in that situation with my ex-husband, you know, um, when my ex-husband and I were, were dating, I was 14 when I met him, you know? And so he was like my actual first, not just relationship. He was my everything. He was my first love. Um, my first, uh, I lost my virginity to my ex-husband. Um, he was my first everything, you know, like, um, not my first kiss, obviously I've been kissed before that, but, um, but I remember even before we got married, I, I knew honestly that I shouldn't have married him, um, because of things that took place in, during my pregnancy with our first child. Uh, so I got pregnant at 17. We got married at eight, uh, had her at 18, uh, got married at 18, moved into our old place by the end of my, no, by, yeah, I had just turned 19 and we had our own place. And since then it was like, we were just together all the time. Um, you know, and, and you're, you're inseparable from this person. And so, so you keep hurting each other or you're growing apart and, you know, you want to fix these things, but, but see my ex-husband, he held grudges. He could never let go of the past. He could never, um, say sorry. He would manipulate situations into where I was the one that had fucked up and I couldn't, you know, like, and I couldn't get out of, this is why I tell you you guys, labels on a relationship and labels in a relationship will also fucking break you. Like in his head, um, and, and believe it too. Like I put labels on him throughout our marriage. Um, and, and to each other, we were both liars. We were both cheaters. We were both manipulators. We were both, um, dirty. We were both, I mean, we ended up leaving our marriage in such a bad state. Um, even though I, I, I wish him no, no malignant anything, you know, I have no malignant feelings towards him. He still fucking hates my guts. Um, but, and, and I get that, like, I, I broke our family apart. My kiddo, my oldest, she also had, like, a really hard time, uh, forgiving me because she never saw our fights. Our fights were always, okay, the kids are around, let's wait for this till this is over, or till she's asleep, and then we can go fight, uh, behind closed doors, you know, um, and, and kids need to be able to see you guys argue and be able to get over it together, um, to be able to see that that's like a healthy relationship and that's a healthy way of letting out your anger. And at the time I still hadn't been taking my psychology classes, but, but I didn't know any better, you know, because this was something that I was just so used to. So my friend, um, I'm gonna call her Nancy. She's, and, and this was, you know, like a tough spot in her marriage where she didn't want to leave her husband. Her lover knew that. Um, and you know, when she finally broke it off, like, you know, uh, her, her husband Jay had found out and then they were inseparable and then it made their relationship stronger and they both grew from it and they both, you know, she took that, uh, that session in her life, that, that chapter, and she took it as a lesson, which I feel like I've done so much of that in my marriage. And I did so much of that in my marriage that now when I look for a new partner or now that I'm looking for an actual relationship and see that's how you know you've grown I have done 15 episodes here and you know this section here of my life in my chapter um where at the beginning of this podcast 
I didn't want a relationship. I just wanted someone that was consistent enough to give me enough dick. You know what I mean? To where I didn't have to jump around and look around for for other people. Like I just wanted one person. And so now what I'm looking for is still that one consistent person, but that will turn into a relationship because I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing that. You know what I mean? Like I want the ups and downs of a relationship and I want this and that, but but with my ex-husband, like there were so many red flags. There were so many bad things that happened. There were so many, like I, I, I got out of my marriage learning so much about myself, who I was, who I want to be, that I never want to be with that type of person again. You know, um, and, and I know this because the second that someone starts exhibiting signs that, you know, like, um, that even comes close to something my ex-husband would do or say, um, I get out of it really fucking fast. Like it, it's, it's a trigger and it turns me off. Um, one of them is, uh, so I would used to do this thing for my ex-husband when we first started dating was, um, well, actually like kind of like two or three years into our, our relationship, I was like 17, I guess, 16 or 17. And, um, and I would go out and I would buy lingerie and then I would model it for him, you know, and then we would call it lingerie expose day. And, um, and then we would fuck for hours on end. And, um, so, so sex was never a problem in our relationship. Sex was, sex was the healthy bit. Everything else was, was trash. Honestly, he, he's a good dad. Um, to me, he was not the best husband, um, and, and I'm sure hopefully he's grown, um, hopefully he has, if not, I mean, there's not much that you can do, you know, he's no longer my problem, um, but, so then, a couple of months ago, I was talking to this guy, and he was the sweetest fucking dude ever, and, and that's what I like, I actually love nice guys, like, I love a guy that's sweet, that's attentive, you know, that's caring, that shows me that he's actually into me, and this is what he did. And then one day he said, oh, well, you know what? Um, you can just buy some lingerie and then you can model it for me. And that turned me off so quick to him because it took me back to my ex-husband. And and not that I wouldn't do that for someone in the future, but at the same time, like, I don't want someone to tell me that that's what they want from me. Like, I want it to come for me, to come for myself, to, to be able to do this for someone else. You know what I mean? Um... Now, I have another friend, and I will call her Ruth. So, I work with Ruth. I work with both of these females. And Ruth, um, she is the most funniest. She's the most caring. She's the most amazing person I know. Um, she is, God, I don't remember how old she is, but I always feel like she's my age, and I'm 26. I'll be 27 soon. Um... And I, and I always feel like she's my age, but she's not. She's like 10 years older, but she is, she's hilarious. And she's a great chef and she's a great mom. She's a great nurse. You know, she's such a hard worker and she's always there for other people. And she has this really bad, like, perception of herself. And I think it's because of what her ex-husband did to her in her past, you know, in her marriage. And that was, you know, I think uh, he cheated on her uh, a lot, like frequently, I believe. And she just, you know, she couldn't, she just couldn't take it anymore and then got divorced and stuff. But, but that, that broke her relationship and it broke her, you know, um, she still has, uh, self-esteem issues, self-confidence issues. And I think that she is like one of the most gorgeous, um, women I've, I've ever seen. And she is a little bit, you know, like 
uh, overweight, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter, like, everything else about her is, is just fucking perfect, and I'm always trying to hang out with her, but then our, our kid schedules, you know, and stuff, so it, it's always difficult, but, um, and hey, and that's just adult life, you know, sometimes your friends can hang out, but they can't, so that's fine, um, but, uh, but at, at the end of the day, like, I understand both where Nancy and my other friends, um, were coming from, you know, like, because I understand both sides of it. Uh, I remember when I had my, um, affair, uh, it didn't last very long, um, but it was very fleeting, but I remember feeling like the most amazing person in the world. You know, my ex-husband and I were having a lot of troubles at the time, and one of them was he worked so much, and so I was stuck at home. <clears throat> Sorry, the Adderall dried my, my mouth out. But um, I was stuck at home, um, taking care of the kid. Uh, well, kid, I guess, at the time. Um, and so, yeah, because it was just the one and he was working all the time, and, you know, and I do realize how fucked up it was of me, but like I'm telling you, I took all of these lessons of, of myself, you know, and, and I just, I'm projecting them, and I'm becoming better, I hope, like, I would never do the things that I've done in my past marriage, and in my past relationships, and I would never put that into a new relationship, like, if me and you are starting anew, it is a total and complete slate, you know, um, unfortunately, me and my ex-husband, no matter how hard we tried, because he couldn't let go of the past, because he couldn't let go of these grudges that he had against me, um, he, like, would hold them up against me, you know, and, and every time we would argue, he would pull these things out from his ass, and I'm like, this is how I know that this marriage, I mean, I remember the last time that we argued so fiercely, the kids weren't home, um, and, and I remember he, he brought this up, and he, shoved this phone in my face and he showed me this picture I had taken uh for someone else yes I know fucked up of me I know um and he showed me this it, it, guys it had been years okay fucking years and he still had it in his phone and I remember bawling my eyes out so hardcore and I told him this is why and this is this is before our marriage ended uh, maybe a year or two before marriage ended and I told him, this is why you and I will never move on. This is why you and I will never grow. This is why you and I will never, ever, 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 ever make it. I said, because you can't fucking let go. No matter how hard I have um, apologized, no matter what I do to make it better, no matter what I say, you know, what I what I try to like compensate with. Because at the end of the marriage, it felt like I was just compensating for it you know, for all of my past mistakes, and yet he couldn't open his eyes, guys, we would argue, and like I said, he would manipulate the situations, or he would do this thing where he would leave, and, you know, for hours, he would just go on a drive, or what the fuck ever, and he would leave me alone for hours, and, and then he would come home, and he wouldn't talk to me, he would go straight to bed, or he would do his thing, and then we would lay in bed and I'm expecting to talk about it, you know, like fucking adults. And we can't because he's so in his mood and he's so, you know, holding a grudge against me. And he's so like mad at me. And guys, this would break my heart. I would try to touch him and he would recoil from me. Like he would, like I was the most disgusting thing in the world. 
you know, and he would just, and it could be the fucking slightest little inconvenience to him, you know, and that's what he would do to me, and, and then I would feel like the most disgusting, horrible person, mom, worker, anything ever, because I couldn't make up for 10, 11 years of mistakes and arguments and this and that. And you cannot hold those type of grudges if you honestly want your relationship to grow and be healthier and you realize that your partner made a mistake and they have apologized to you for it and they become a better person and they've grown from it and you can go back and pull that type of shit out of your ass and throw it in their face all over again even though it's been years, months, weeks, whatever and you can't grow from it, you can't move past it, you guys will not fucking make it. You guys will not ever, ever, ever grow into the relationship that other people think that you have. You know what I mean? Because I even remember when I told my cousin, um, my cousin Judith is my best friend, um, and she saw everything that happened. And a lot of the times when I would talk to her about things that's going on and wrong in our marriage, she would be like, but you guys look so happy together. I don't understand. But you guys never argue and once again like i said we would never argue in front of other people you know like we would take it back like we were just we were solely we were super unhappy or at least i was unhappy and we would put this facade on for other people and i'm not even gonna lie to you guys the last like four years of my marriage well the last two years of my two and a half years of my marriage nobody knew i was married because I kept my relationship such a secret because so here's what happened so around when my daughter was three my oldest we decided to take a break um I had a miscarriage and that threw me for a fucking loop you guys it was my second miscarriage I felt horrible you know to the point of I tried to commit suicide um and so by the grace of God um I it didn't work um and I just decided like he was like do you want to go stay with your mom and I said I think that's best and then you know I cried it out I was with my mom um I was with my kid my kid ended up coming with me my brother came over my aunt my aunt who was like a second mom to me um and I mean, it was just like this, this thing that happened where, where I spiritually and emotionally and mentally just really needed that connection with family. You know, like I had felt so alone in my marriage after that, that miscarriage that I felt so, you know, I just like, I needed it. And, um, and so it was about a week after staying with my mom, I told him, I think I'm just going to stay here. And I said, you can live there and I'm going to stay here. I'll still help you with bills and stuff, um, you know, so that the place we were living at did go to fucking uh, trash and, um, and ruin both our credits. And then it just got to that point where, where I felt so much better being around my family than being with him, you know. And um, so I ended up staying. My daughter and I stayed in this tiny little one bedroom, uh, you know, and... I remember being like, oh my God, the dresser doesn't fit in here. And, um, so that doesn't matter, but, um, but it was just so tiny and I don't even know how I made it work, honestly. And, and me and him were separated for about a year and a half, two years. And in that time I dated, I'm sure he dated more than his fair share, 
you know, he'll never tell me, but I'm sure. Um, and he never told me or anything like that, but, but I, I dated and I started realizing that I was getting treated such a different, you know, in such a different manner, in such a different way that it honestly like opened my eyes as to how men could actually be like my ex-husband. Like I remember the first date I ever went on, um, I was with this black guy. Uh, and I think I've told you guys about him before. Um, the one that, you know, like was really good to me and then he left and then, it turned out that he had like a whole other girlfriend and then got married uh behind my back anyway so I remember the very first date that we went on we went to Chili's and I just wanted like a cup of guacamole like I just wanted a little guacamole and it was like four dollars and I said um would it be okay if I ordered this guacamole and I said I can pay for it and he looked at me and he said girl I'm not your dad order whatever you want and guys, I was shook. I was astounded. You know what I mean? Um, our dates were were everything from hanging out to going to a fancy restaurant to going to a drive-in movie. You know, um, he was the first guy that um, made me feel alive. You know, like so beautiful. Um, and then men after that as well. Like um, they would take me on these dates and they would spoil me and they would, you know, do all these things that I was not used to. And so I started learning that <clears throat> I was worthy of a man's attention for other anything other than sex. I was worthy of getting good feelings and, and, good, and feeling adored and feeling desired and feeling wanted and feeling loved without having to, um, like, reciprocate. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to um, I, I, I didn't feel forced to love on them or, or give them head or anything like that. You know what I mean? It just felt because it was genuine. It felt genuine. The whole, you know, relationships, whether it was two weeks or a year. Um, anyway, so my ex-husband and I, you know, my ex-husband ended up like, and I saw the changes within him and I saw the way that he was now treating our daughter and it was so much better. And the way that he spoke to me too, you know, was just so much better. And, um, and he like, he was just very, he was becoming a different person. And I don't know if maybe that was an act that he did to make me fall in love again or whatever, but we, he ended up saying, would you go out on a date with me? This is about almost two years after we, we separated. And I said, you know what? Um, why not? So we go on a date and it's the best date we've ever been on. We, I think we went to like Dave and Buster's and it was this arcade and we just had a lot of fun and then everything else with him was fun again. You know, it, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like, oh God, here we go. You know what I mean? We didn't argue. It was like totally and completely different. And then we decided to move in together and then, um, and then next thing you know, it's like we're this loving couple again and but I was still so afraid of posting that I had gotten back with my ex-husband on my social media not because I was ashamed but it was because if this dude made me look like an idiot all over again after taking him back I would be the most embarrassed person in the world like I remember thinking I'm gonna be you know and I and I literally I kept it a secret like I kept a relationship a secret and so when I put out that I was divorced, people are like, what? You were married. 
what you were with someone oh and even when I got pregnant with our second child like everyone was like what the fuck you know um which it ended shortly after uh that but um he it, it was just like this really 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 long way of breaking up that honestly it shouldn't have happened and I think that the only reason that it did happen was so that I could have my second you know my um my second live child my rainbow baby my Emmeline um because that you know everything happens for a reason and I think that that was it I think that I was just supposed to bring Emmy into the world um and then you know kind of continue uh from there so I'm gonna take a, a quick pause really fast and um you guys are gonna hear the uh the segment again the um the little commercial and then and then I'll come back to it um by that time I'm also I'm gonna be making my uh I'm gonna bring in some water uh, because my throat is like really fucking dry so I will be right back sorry about the commercial but I will be right back another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so I am back. Um... So the, the cheating thing, um, I started, I started (laughs) after my ex-husband and I split up for good. Um, I, I downloaded Tinder and I remember thinking what the fuck is wrong with me? You know what I mean? Um, I remember just thinking, uh, uh, well, maybe there's someone out there, you know, one of my good friends, uh, that I grew up with, well, since high school, but I guess we grew up together. Um, because that's kind of like when you really do grow up, right, is in your adolescent. Um, she had downloaded Tinder, met the love of her life on Tinder. They are now, they bought a house together and they have two dogs, like, fucking, they're living their greatest lives, you know? Um, so she downloaded Tinder and, you know, they met or whatever, and then this thing happened. And, um, so I was like, you know what, why not me? Why wouldn't that happen for me? So I downloaded Tinder, went on a few dates, um, and there were some that would either in between or through the date come out with, well, I'm married or I'm separated or we're in an open relationship or what have you. And I'm like, dude, why didn't, why didn't you just put that in your bio? Like no judgment for me whatsoever, whatever you do, you know, your relationship, your rules, but but I'm not looking for that. I don't want someone attached. I don't want, you know, and then, um, fuck Tinder scared the shit out of me. So I ended up just getting rid of it. Um, I ended up finding, uh, situationships off Tinder, uh, that (laughs) also became more of a life experience and definitely lessons learned. Um, you know, you, it, it, you know, it's, it's so crazy to me because when I got out of my marriage, I, I did, it, it, I remember it was after he left that I remember that night I slept the most peaceful sleep I had slept in years. Um, I, I remember I laid down and 
I positioned my pillows into where I was in the corner and, um, and I fell asleep and I passed out for about the, the best 10 hours of my life. Um, that was the best sleep I had had in a really long time, um, because I didn't have someone beside me, uh, trying to check my phone or, or trying to, or talking on the phone while I was asleep or texting or whatever, you know, there was no other phone light shining in the room. I mean, it's so crazy how, how, you know, little things like that, they affect you, you know, and they affect your sleep. And, um, so the next morning I felt, I felt like I was living a dream. Like I was like, did that happen? Did that really, you know, is he gone? And so, yeah, he was gone. I mean, it was, it was just, it is what it is, you know? Um, so, uh, so I, um, downloaded the app and all of this stuff was happening and it's so crazy how after a couple situationships and the reasons that you get rejected or broken up with, you know, they become like these weird little, little triggers or these tally marks in your life as to where you need to work on your flaws. Um, one of the things I've been rejected for was my weight. Um, and I'm sure I was rejected for that reason a lot, except that, um, men just didn't want to tell me to my face until Jordan came along. And, you know, we all know that piece of shit, um, that character that's, that's been happening, uh, this season. Um, hopefully it'll be the last we hear from him. Right. Um, and then, you know, like I, I started this, this weird, weird down roll downward spiral, um, into becoming, um, I feel like I am confident in myself. I know my flaws, my teeth are not beautiful. I am overweight. Um, I probably should sleep more, you know, um, I'm quirky. I have ADD. So you tell me things and I can't remember. Um, and then you just kind of, uh, you know, you start getting these weird feelings about yourself. And I mean, I've been single for almost two years, you know, two years, a little bit over two years now. And it's just still like crazy to me how, how I've become this like confident, yes, yet insecure person. Um, one time this guy told me that the reason that we didn't work out was because of my confidence. And guys, let me tell you something. When you are with someone that is better looking than you and you know it, you're, you, you do one of two things. You end up slightly bringing it up in, in a weird manner, like I did, um, or you get your ass up and you start working out and you start eating better, you know, and, and I, I felt like I was doing that. Um, and then I just remember I, I was like, it was just after Jordan had fucked me up that I ended up texting all of these people that I had a situationship with. And I was like, Hey, can you tell me the reason that you, that we didn't work out? Like, was there something specific that I could have worked on? And, um, a lot of people were like, no, I just, you know, um, wasn't ready for a relationship at the time, which, you know, happens. Um, one of the reasons that I was rejected, uh, came from this tall guy, um, which was in an episode of the walk of shame versus, um, you know, a stride of pride. <laughs> um, and he had rejected me because I had kids. Um, we had strong sexual connection. 
um, we could talk about everything and anything. Our first date was actually um, due to quarantine. He had came over um, and we were drinking together and we just talked about conspiracy theories and and this and that and how work was going and how it was affecting, you know, how quarantine was affecting his teaching job um, and how it was so just like crazy and weird and different and how he loved to travel and he loved to do this and that. And, um, and I, I really, I admired him um, because he was able to travel and do all of these things. And, and one of the things I love to do is travel myself. Um, unfortunately, due to COVID, like, um, I haven't been able to, I've been working these crazy hours and, you know, I just haven't been able to, um, when I used to work for a different hospital, I only worked three, four days a week and that was it, you know, like I wasn't, um, at my job all the time. So the second that I had three days off in a row, I packed my kids up and we were gone for those three days, you know? Um, so, so this has been totally and completely different. I'm used to working three, four days a week and now I work you know, my five to six days a week. So it's, it's been, it's been hectic and I've been exhausted and, um, and all of my money is like going into bills and trying to, um, get, uh, honestly, I I just want to purchase a house. Like I I don't want to pay rent, but shit happens. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so (laughs) I'm, Lately, you know, I used to have trouble being able to keep a man's attention for longer than two weeks. And now it's, I'm having trouble keeping a man's attention after the very first fucking date. Like, so I ended up putting on my Instagram, you know, um, Hey fellas, how, how can a woman keep your attention after the first date? You know? And, and I said, and it's non-sexual. Um, it's not, uh, you know, sex comes on her terms or what have you. And, you know, like, like, how can she do that? Um, how can a woman keep your attention? And, um, so let me read you some of these replies. Uh, some of the ones that are still up, these are on my Instagram on a slut with morals. And, um, someone was like bail on the first date. Don't kiss on the first date. Don't stroke egos. Um, don't say anything like it's been a while since I've laughed like this. And so I'm like, you know what? I just miss my best friend, Andy. Like he was literally the only one that I could hang out with. Nothing sexual, um, would happen between us, you know, and we would, would just laugh like the whole time. He was the dude that I could literally call when I was fucked up in deep Ellum, which is, um, this like little city, you guys in Dallas where it's nothing but bars. It's, it's literally like three, four blocks of nothing but bars and nightclubs and you could I would just call him and be like bro I'm fucked up come pick me up and he'd be like all right um like I miss him you know I would teach him how to dance bachata and um we would eat tacos and just talk and it was just great you know um this other one said leave the date early don't hang out for too long make his ass come to you and I'm like I'm fat dude you know I said I legit none of them ever want to come to a fat girl like they'll come on a fat girl but they don't guys. So last night I ended up going to, um, so downtown Dallas has this new little AT&T discovery park, which is, if you have not gone, you guys have to go. It is so nice. There's fountains, there's a restaurant. Um, like there's this huge screen. Oh my God. It's, it's so beautiful. And I took my kids there last night and, um, and I saw chunky guys with skinny girls and I saw skinny men with skinny girls and I saw 
fit men with thick girls. Um, but no, I feel honestly, I felt so out of place because I was the only chubby one. Like I felt gross, you know? Um, and that's, that's, we have to normalize, uh, this type of dating where you're attracted to whatever it is that you're attracted to. You don't, you shouldn't have to worry about what your friends are going to think if you like someone that's a little bit bigger, you know, or if you like someone that's small, you really shouldn't be too aware of that. You know, if your friends like someone because they make them laugh and they make y'all laugh and everything's a good time whenever they're around, like that's the type of person that you should want them around. You know what I mean? If this person makes your friend a better person, why wouldn't you want that for someone? Um, another one says, men treat you the way that you value yourself. Make them die for you through self-worth. I don't even know what the fuck that means, honestly. Um, someone said, don't make physical contact at all. Shake hands only. And I'm like, this will leave them confused and then go bang a girl on Tinder that's down for that shit. Like, honestly, I, I'm sorry, but I know how men work. And that's, that's honestly, that's not going to work. Um, someone said, set a boundary, i.e. when we go on three dates, we'll see what happens, but don't talk about sex before that, before then at all. And I'm like, so I've talked about this literally on my last podcast. And I said, I don't like to plan sex. If it happens, it happens. You know, there's no regrets. There's just, oh my God, thank you so much for my orgasm. Let's high five and let's see where it goes. Um, Someone said, basically, it should be the other way around. Just find out if he is worth your time. Okay, but that's the thing, too, though, is that, like, the it's the first date. So I don't exactly know if this man's going to be worth my time or not. You know, like, you have to go through these different levels of, um, of getting to know a person. And that's well within the first two, three, four dates. Um, so here's my thing about dating. I feel like your first date with someone should be planned for a whole day type of date. Um, you, if you, so, this is so crazy. This is how I feel about it though. So this one time I met this guy that was from out of town and he said, you know what? I have the free day. You have a free day. Let's just go on the date. Let's spend the whole day together and see how it goes. And I was like, you know what? That that's fucking perfect. So our first date was at a coffee shop that's, um, not really known. Um, it actually, it, it, it's now, um, there's like three or four different places to go to, but you guys hear me out. Okay. This is why you're going to want to do this. So we both get there at the same time. Um, I order my coffee. He orders his, he likes his black. So now I know that, right. And now I know how he orders his coffee. Um, I, now I know how he treated the cashier cause he tipped them well. Um, even though he didn't have a lot of money, um, we knew how, I knew how he treated his waitress, which, uh, really good by the way. Um, and then we drove in his car, um, to the botanical gardens in Fort Worth. And then we spent like a good two hours there. It's, it's a free thing that you can go to. Um, and it was outside. So he saw me sweat. He saw me, um, freak out about bugs. Um, he laughed of course, but then he was like swatting them away from me. Um, we took pictures together. We were, we just had fucking fun, you know? Um, and then we went and we had lunch together, which I paid for since he paid for coffee. Um, but it's so crazy though. Cause like on the drive there, you get to listen to the kind of music that they like. And then on the, on the way somewhere else, you get to listen to the kind of music that they like. 
Um, and then we went to go watch a movie, um, which <laughs> was actually kind of horrible because it was um, Avengers Endgame, the second one, I think. And he talked through the whole fucking movie. And it was because later on I found out he had never seen the first one. What? Right? Like, dude, we're not on the same level of nerd at all because I geek out over Marvel movies like you would not believe. I am literally a superhero every fucking uh, Halloween. Like, that's the, the superhero costume is the one that I spend the most money on. Um, and then, uh, but I mean, we, we had this whole day together and we were able to talk about everything uh, going from his uh, marriage to his son to... Um, what he does for a living, his art, because he was an artist, um, his music, because he was creating music as well. Like, kudos to you. I That would be a really tough thing for me to do uh, because I can't sing. And then uh, that's really hard. Like, there's so much different music out there, you know? Like, one artist, it's so difficult for them to be heard, um, reached out. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's really hard for up-and-coming artists these days. So I do try to... to to see the ones um, that are going and then I shout them on my Twitter and, you know, like I'm, I make a thing of it anyway. So um, then we were able to talk about my marriage, my kids, um, you know, he, he, we opened up to each other in a lot of different ways. Um, and then after the movie, we went back to his hotel room where he was staying at the moment. Like I said, he was there from out of town. Um, and, uh, we hung out, we ended up uh, ordering a pizza, we had that dinner, um, and then, so I knew that he didn't like Canadian bacon or ham on his pizza, which, same, um, we were both like, why is there ham on pizza, it makes no sense, it doesn't belong there, um, which is probably how a lot of you feel about pineapples, right, but hey, let me tell you something, pineapples on pizza is fucking amazing, um, you can, we can definitely have different tastes, because I like pineapples on my pizza, and a lot of people out you out there, like y'all, you know, y'all eat ass. So totally, I mean, different. So, um, so I mean, like you get to know this person in a weird, different level. If you make the date, not just dinner in a movie, if you do dinner in a movie, you guys won't be able to talk. You guys won't be able to get to know each other. Um, you guys won't actually be able to listen to each other. You know what I mean? You won't really get to know that it, it takes away the awkwardness when you see a person sweat, you know what I mean? And then, um, cause guys, I get angry in the heat. Like I'm a Texas girl, but I fucking hate the heat. Like I will, I hate going outside and sweating profusely because I'm just standing there because I'm just standing outside. That makes no sense to me. I should not be sweating this hard this early in the morning for no fucking reason. I want to be sweaty in the morning because I just rode your dick into the, into the sunrise, not because I stepped outside. Totally different. Totally different. Just, I fucking hate the heat. Um, and so, um, you know, it, you, you, you get to, you know, ease, you know, you, you're into an ease about this person. He introduced me to some music. I introduced him to some of mine, you know, and we both decided that we both love heavy metal. And it was like really great because now we we're forming that bond. We're forming that connection. Um, so dating, you know, when I get these replies and they're like, oh, well, they should come to you, this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, because, you know, like, you have to find out if someone's worth your time within the first two, three dates. And if they're not calling me back after the first one, I'm like, how? 
Um, so this is gonna, I'm about to talk to you guys about this fucking thing that just happened to me this weekend, right? So I'm on Bumble and I swipe on this guy named Tyler. I'm just gonna call him Tyler. And I end up messaging him and I'm like, uh, we've been talking that day. And then I said, hey, your location says that, um, you're in Dallas. And he said, yeah. And I said, me too. I'm in Deep Ellum. And, um, he goes, well, I'm at Bombshells in Dallas. Why don't you come here? And I said, you know what? All right. I said, I'll be there in a minute. Let me just finish my drink. And he's like, okay. So I finished my drink and I go over there. Um, and we have dinner and his friend Noah is there and we're goofing off and we're all having fun and, you know, it closes. And so I go home. Um, and then the next day we're talking, you know, he's like, Hey, I'm going to be back up here tomorrow. Um, I have to do something. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Um, I get off at midnight, so I can't really, you know, uh, talk or anything. Um, I said, so I can't really, you know, be out early. And he's like, no, no worries. Um, and so, uh, we're talking the next day. This is Friday, you guys. Friday the... I'm looking at my calendar. I don't want to give y'all wrong dates. Oh, shit. Look at my calendar on my phone, because this is trash. Um, let's see. So, Friday the 7th, we are talking all fucking day, right? I'm talking text messages, voice messages, we're calling each other, um, pictures, we're, we're just, you know, we're just talking, and it's, it's fun, and it's different, and, um, you know, getting to know each other, and then finally I said, um, well, hey, um, I think I'm gonna get off a little bit early, uh, do you mind meeting up earlier, and he was like, well, hey, my, my, Noah's with me again, um, we had to make a stop, and then I'll be there, and I said, okay, so it's like 11:30 now. I clock out, and then he messages me, "Hey, we had to make another stop," um, you know. And then so it continues, and then so it's finally like one something in the morning. I ended up going back to Deep Ellum. I ended up having a drink with um, my friend that works uh, there, and so we're having a drink, we're having fun, and he's like, "Well, hey, we're going to this place called Flamingos if you want to join us." And I said. Well, he was supposed to meet me first, right? And then I was like, N so I ended up Googling this place called Flamingos in Dallas. And from what I looked at in the in the pictures in the gallery of the place, it looked like a strip club. And I'm like, yeah, like the first night we went out, it was bombshells. And that's skinny bitches in tight little skirts with their ass hanging out. And I'm like, and then so this new place had go-go dancers. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like, and I told him that, you know, I'm like, dude, I really don't feel like, being around guys, I got dressed up, I got cute, I put heels on, you know, my makeup on and all that, and, um, and I told him, I said, watching go-go dancers and girls in short skirts isn't really my thing, it's y'all's, and that's cool, but I don't want to be in a crowded place where I have to yell, um, to yell at you to hear you, and I'm like, so you guys have a good night, I'm gonna head home, he says, I didn't say that's what I liked, and I said, yeah, but you and your friends, because they were gonna meet up another friend there at Flamingos, and I said, y'all guys do, and you're going to go hang out with them. And I said, which I'm not mad. I'm good. You know, like friends are important. And he's like, but I'm trying to hang out right now. He goes, I never said that I like that stuff. And I said, dude, it's literally no big deal. Maybe next time. Um, I said, the bars here are closed. I'm going to head home. No, I said, um, have a good time with your friends. He goes, but I'm just with Noah right now. I'm like, I thought you were going to go meet up with at Flamingos. And he's like, we, we were, but I wanted to see you. If not, I'm just going to drive all the way home. And I said, you're very sweet. I said, so where are you? He goes, I'm on the west side of Dallas right now. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. So he says, I'm in Irving. 
that's 21 that's like 20 minutes away from dallas from where i'm at and he said send me the address and i said by the time you get here everything will be closing he goes then just meet up with me and hang out in the car you guys i am 26 years old i'm almost 27 i'm not going to hang out with a dude in a car sorry if we're cruising that's cool but if we're just hanging out in a parking lot i'm really not into it like i'd rather go home and i'd rather sleep and I said, you know what? Okay, I'll see you at, at Flamingo's, but if I have to pay to pay to get in, you're paying. And he's like, okay, bet. And so I said, okay, I'm on my way. So I ended up getting there um, a little bit later because the bar kept charging my card. So it kept getting declined because after like two times it swipes and it doesn't go through, you know, like, um, like my bank is like, nope. And so it'll like close down. Um, so I was nine minutes away and then I texted him and I said, okay, I'm here. And he said, okay, I'm in my car. And he sends me a picture of, of him and his car, you know, um, right outside the place. And he sent me that at 2.39. So I said, I told him I was there at 2.39. He sent me the picture at 2.39. Um, and then we're texting back and forth, 2.41, 2.41. After that, I get no replies. Um, and I was like, hey, I forgot my vape. I'm going to go back to my car. Um, and then I was like, Hey, I have to pay to get in. And I said, I'm here and you aren't answering nothing. You guys literally 20 minutes of me texting him and nothing. And I was like, wow. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Wow. Thanks for nothing. You're a piece of shit. And then I was like, why dude? Like, what did I do to deserve this? You know? And I'm like, I was here. And so I'm trying to call him. Um, and nothing like he's not answering his phone. He's just like gone. Anyway, I'm literally just like flabbergasted. This has never happened to me before. This, and that's why I'm like, how do you keep a man's attention after the first date? Like, seriously, this has never happened to me before. I was, I was shook. I was so just disgusted, you know, like how can a, how can a person do that to another person? So that's when I ended up posting it on my Instagram. And so I was like, how do you keep a man's attention? And someone said, be your friend. But honestly, it's, oh, hold on. Someone ended up messaging me and they said, first, I just want to tell you that I love you so much. I think you're caring and sarcastic. And if we live closer, I would love to be your friend. But honestly, it's your resting bitch face that probably turns guys off. And he said, and she says, most guys like smiling women. So you'll just have to wait on a guy who can see past your resting bitch face and and I was like, wow, like, um, so I've talked about this a lot and I said, thank you, but I have an ugly smile. Um, I grew up poor <laughs> and my mom couldn't afford braces for us. So thanks, I think. Um, and then someone else said, be unpredictable. If he's a grown ass man, then he should be the one giving you a, giving you the attention. If he doesn't, then he just wants to fuck and isn't planning on staying long term. After he gets what he wants, you'll never hear from him again. You should never be the one giving attention if he wants you. He'll show it by him keeping contact with you. Other than that, don't waste your time. And then someone else, which I totally completely agree with. Um, someone said, for me personally, it's communication. Talk to me. That's how it's going to go far. And you guys, this is how ghosting happens. You know, you, you end up getting too busy to respond no matter how much you like this person. And that's why I think that like setting time aside for someone else like is really important because you both get each other. You both understand that you have lives, you have work, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. You don't have time to just sit there with your phone in your hand. So I get it. You know, if you are busy and you are into someone, um, I 
uh, talked to this guy named Wesley for a while. And every time that he was busy, he would be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be busy. I won't be able to get back to you until after 4 p.m. You know, and I'd be like, holy shit, like, where did this person come from? Like, that's great communication skills, you know? And then someone else told me, uh, uh, ask them to come over and help you build something like a Home Depot type project, redo the floors in one room or have them paint with you. Um, that will tell you if you guys will be compatible on a whole different level. And you guys, that sounds fun as fuck, you know, like that actually sounds like a good time to me because I love working with my hands and I love to get messy and stuff. Um, but we're closing in on almost an hour of this podcast and this is the final episode for a slut with morals season one. And I just want to thank each and every single one of you that have listened that have gone to my, to my social medias and you guys have input, um, your ideas or the topics you want to talk about, or you want me to talk about. I, I want to thank you so much for, for honestly, just, um, giving me feedback and the reviews that you guys have been giving me are what has kept me going and doing this podcast and creating new topics and talking about different things, whether it's sex or whether it's marriage or whether it's cheating or whether it's, it's dating and, and, you know, how to make yourself into a better person. Um, I, I've had people tell me that, that my podcast has helped their marriage, which I am super duper fucking surprised about. Um, because this is, um, you know, a podcast featuring a single woman, but, but I, I love that you guys have, have kept listening and have kept me going. And no matter what, you guys, you put smiles on my faces every day, literally every day with the DMs that I get. And I love you all very much. Um, I would love to get to know all of you. Honestly, I'm thinking about doing maybe like a meet and greet soon. Uh, once this COVID thing is done and over with, because if I can meet you all, the ones that I've, I've made happy, the ones that I've made laugh or cry or provoked thoughts or helped you change and mature and grow, I, I would absolutely just love it. Um, I, I would never ask someone, um, to do any of this for me, but, uh, but you guys, you guys are my number one. Like, thank you so much. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Um, if you guys can start hashtagging me, that would help a lot too, to, uh, get the word out about this podcast. Um, like I said before, I have merch available now. You can go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash a slut with morals. Um, the link is on my Facebook. Um, if you want to find it, it's also on my Twitter. You may have to scroll down through a couple of sexual, uh, tweets, but Hey, who doesn't love those, right? It's the reason you guys follow me. Um, which again, almost at 40,000 followers on there. I can't fucking believe it. Uh, you guys, you guys are a blessing and, uh, I love you. I want to leave the show with a quote from sex in the city. Um, that says, and this is from Carrie, it says, but the most exciting, challenging, and significant relationship of all is the one you have with yourself. And if you can find someone to love the love, to love the you you love, well, that's just fabulous. You guys, I love you. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Be safe.